Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who is this lady? Um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your articles of incorporation, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, getting uh, brand protection strategies, making sure you have contracts for partners and clients and hiring strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you are wondering, well, I'm qualified to help you do all of these things. I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, having one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that's why I'm here. Um, so if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, you need a friend to help you fill out the forms, you need a friend to help you, you know, figure out how to protect your ideas, I'm the person you want to call. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute um, consultation today. As well at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you can download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet. This is a PDF document that I created that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Um, <coughs> excuse me, at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live episode, you can catch up at your leisure. Uh, and at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can get a lot of my digital products, my video trainings, my eBooks like this one, we've been focusing on Dunn's numbers. So you've got the, um, the Dunn's number, um, video training that um, that's available up there. And last but not least, uh, NP Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can get your NPL Legal Dish merch. You can get your t-shirts. We have mugs as well. So go check us out over there. Okay. Um, but that is, excuse me, enough about the business side. Let's get to why we're here. Let's get to the show. This is how the show works for somebody who's, you know, watching the replay and you're like, what is this? Right. Uh, so the way this show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories from anywhere that is interesting. I have, you know, Google alerts set up. Y'all send me stories. Hi, DG99 Elohim. Uh, and I pull the stories that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. I want your questions. I want your comments. As long as they're respectful, I will be asking you to put, you know, some comments and put some emojis and things like that in, in the comment box. So as long as you are not driving, stay ready. Okay. Um, so yeah, so we're going to get started on that. Uh, oh, I do have, um, one quick but big announcement just to remind you guys, we are only having two shows this week and we are having no shows next week. I'm going on vacation starting on Wednesday of this week. I will not be back till next Tuesday, but then I'm going to need a day to recover. Okay. So we're only having two shows this week, no show next week, and we'll be back the week after that. Okay. All right. 
So now that we've gone through all of that rigmarole, let's uh, get started on our stories. Oh, before we start, you know, um, we, we've, hey, Tanya, you know, we started implementing the uh, NPL nugget of the day. This month we've been um, focusing on Dunn's numbers, but I, we have a lot of stories that I want to get through today, so we're going to kind of skip over that and get to the stories, all right? Okay, so first story we are covering tonight. If you know who Taylor Swift is, please give me a T in the comments. If you know who Taylor Swift is, please give me a T in the comments. Um, the one Taylor Swift song that I always remember that I like is, uh, you got that big song, da, 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 da. I don't, I don't know the words. I just know the tune. I never know the words to the song, but don't mind me. You know, she ain't my favorite artist, but Taylor Swift, she got some bops. So if you know who Taylor Swift is, give me a T, all right? Um, even if you don't know who Taylor Swift is, Taylor Swift, she is a very popular uh, pop artist. Um, recently, she was in a, a little bit of a, a legal kerfuffle. Um, Taylor Swift recently came out with an album named Evermore, right? And she was selling merchandise, t-shirts, accessories, things like that. Uh, the problem is there is an amusement park called Evermore, right? Um, and they've had a trademark. Thank you, Tanya, for the tea. They've had a trademark on the word Evermore for several years. So when Taylor Swift was coming out with her, you know, when Taylor Swift came out with her album Ever, Evermore and was, you know, selling merch, they were like, hey, 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 there's one Evermore in this town and it's us. We're the ones selling merch. We sell t-shirts as well at our amusement park. We sell merch. Taylor Swift, please stop selling, um, you know, Evermore merchandise. Merchandise. So they were in um, court arguing over that, right? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, Taylor Swift's attorneys, they had a counter argument from, uh, for Evermore. They said, look, even if we've been using the Evermore name, uh, you know, y'all have been playing Taylor Swift music at your little amusement park without permission. So you are, you, so not, so we might be engaging in trademark infringement, but you're engaging in copyright infringement, right? So they're like, so what are we going to do? So what do you think has happened between Taylor Swift and the Evermore amusement park? Taylor Swift had trademark and was staring trademark infringement in the face. Evermore was staring copyright infringement in the face. What do you think the two parties did? What do you think the two parties did? Like, if uh, you ever you ever heard of uh, what's that thing? I don't. I hope this is not a racist term, but Mexican standoff, where it's like three groups of people just stare at each other down, and it's like a it's a standoff, right? So it's a standoff between Taylor Swift and Evermore Amusement Park. What do you think happened? I'm going to tell you what happened, okay? Because we got a lot of stories to get through. Um, they've settled for no money. Basically, everybody was like, you know what? You go back to your corner. We'll go back to our corner. And we're just going to call it quits. We're not going to bother each other anymore. Because both of them have dirt on their hands. So um, Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift doesn't have to worry about this trademark infringement suit from Evermore. And Evermore doesn't have to worry about a copyright infringement suit from Taylor Swift. So this is, I guess, a case of two crimes washing each other out, <laughs> which doesn't usually happen. Well, these aren't really crimes. They're just, you know, misdemeanors, but whatever. Okay. 
All right, moving on to our next story of the evening. If you know who Nipsey Hussle is, please give me in uh no, give me the black and white flag emoji or if you can't find that, give me an N in the comments. If you're a Nipsey Hussle fan, give me the marathon flag emoji or give me an N in the comments. Okay? This is another quick one. So, um if you didn't know Nipsey Hussle, he is a rapper that was unfortunately killed a couple of a year ago, a couple of years ago. Um and he was really beloved uh within the hip hop community and also the uh California thank you DG9 on Elohim and also um he was uh I think he was a former gang member who you know reformed but he was still you know very much involved in trying to uh improve his community, right? Um, well, since Nipsey's death, there's been a lot of things happening. I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about, um, when Nipsey died, the Crips, the, the, the former organization known as the Gang of the Crips, they kind of, they reorganized themselves into a nonprofit organization. Uh, and one of the first things that they did was try to, um, trademark the phrase, the marathon continues. That is, uh, the, the phrase that is synonymous with Nipsey Hussle. It was, you know, it was the phrase that represented him, right? Um, the problem was Nipsey's family also wanted to trademark the marathon continues. And at first, you know, the Crips was like, we don't want no smoke with the family. We're going to let it go. Um, but maybe like, I want to say like six months or a year down the line, they still hadn't dropped the trademark applications. And in fact, had filed a couple of more, a couple more. They basically said that, you know, the marathon continues. Not only was it associated with Nipsey Hussle, it was also associated with the Crips and they had a right to it. And essentially, in my opinion, trying to strong on the strong arm the family into trying to you know let them register the trademark, but the family was like, no. They sued in court for trademark infringement, uh, and they have since settled. Nipsey Hussle's estate has settled with the Crips. The Crips will no longer be pursuing the marathon. Um, the marathon continues trademark. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're dropping the applications finally. I don't know why it took so long, um, you know, because they had initially, they agreed to it initially and then just kind of like changed their mind. Why do you think the Crips were trying to renege on their promise to not register the marathon continues as a trademark? Why do you think they were like, you know, we change our mind. We're not going to, we're not going to withdraw this application. Why do you think? Why do you think? Hey, hey, why do you think? Mm, 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 mm. Any suggestions? And anybody have any ideas? Y'all done got your vaccines and don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, DG Nana Elohim said, that's some BS. Greedy people wanted money. Okay, so you're saying that the Crips wanted money? That that's very true because there's a lot of stuff they could have done with with that trademark. They could have you know put out music. They were planning. They're planning on doing like you know speaking engagements and community events and things like that. So that trademark could be very very valuable. Uh, but but Nipsey's estate has finally settled with the Crips and it's going back to Nipsey's family. Okay. All right. 
So before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live, Monday through Wednesday, whoo, live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. And just a reminder, we will not be having a show on Wednesday because your girl is going on vacation. All right. Um, but yeah, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance to help you, you know, along the road of entrepreneurship, I'm here to help you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your free 15 uh, minute consultation today. All right. Hey, Joey. Y'all, my sister just popped in. If you are looking for a black owned spice company, go check out of the season spices. All right. Okay. Uh, next story. If you have heard of Lil Nas X, please give me an X in the comments. If you have heard of Lil Nas X, please give me an X in the comments. Um, If you don't know who Lil Nas X is, I will give you a little background. If you remember a year or so ago, there was a very popular song called Old Town Road that came out. Um, It was everywhere. You could not escape it. Lil Nas X was the artist who made that song, and it has uh, catapulted him into stardom. Uh, He has a commercial for Apple or some type of technology company. Um, But, you know, Lil Nas X is out here doing his thing, and part of of his... uh, Part of his... I'm not going to say gimmick, but his persona or whatever image he's portraying is, is, is part of it is shock value, right? So, um, Lil Nas X for Halloween, he was Nicki Minaj and, uh, what else? He, you know, dresses, dresses very eccentrically, right? And he's very open about the fact that he is, um, you know, queer and a member of the LGBTQ community, right? Uh, uh, DG99 Elohim said gimmick. Uh, all right. So if you don't know, recently Lil Nas X came out with a video to his song called Call Me By Your Name, right? Um, and there has been an uproar about the song because, uh, there's a lot of what people are calling satanic imagery, um, in it. You you can go watch it for yourself. We're not going to discuss it here because that's not what we're here to do. Um, but in conjunction With the release of this video, Lil Nas X has also uh, partnered with a company called Mischief to release a limited edition shoe, right? Um, Now, this shoe is uh, being called the Satan Shoe. Um, This company, Mischief, they purchased 666 pairs of Nike Air Max 97s, uh, and they did a little bit of alteration to them. They inserted... 66 cc's of red dye into the shoe, as well as a drop of blood from one of the uh, creators of the shoe. Um, So, uh, yeah, so so the shoe, I believe, is on sale right now. I don't know if it's sold out. But, um, of course, there's been a lot of outcry from, you know, parents and religious groups and things like that. And just people in general, they're saying that, you know, this is too much. Um, Lil Nas X has taken it too far. And if you remember, I said that, uh, this shoe that Lil Nas X is coming out with, it is an, a Nike Air Max 97, right? Um, Lil, uh, well, Nike is not pleased 
at the fact that Lil Nas X is trying to promote this shoe that has their logo on it. They are suing Lil Nas X for trademark infringement. They're like, look, we don't have nothing to do with this Satan shoe that's coming out. We didn't know it was happening. We do not endorse this. So they are suing Lil Nas X for trademark infringement. Now, I will say to uh, Lil Nas X and Mistress Credit, they're not focusing on the fact that the shoe is a Nike. They're focusing more on the design. But Nike is like, you know, you got our design out here. We, you know, we're a family-oriented company. Da, 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 da. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Nike has a credible argument here for trademark infringement with this shoe that Little Nas X is trying to uh, promote? Or are they using intellectual property to... Uh, you know, to prevent, to prevent somebody from making some money. What do you think? Do you think they have a credible argument for trademark infringement? Um, or are they just trying to stop Lil Nas X's back? Lil Nas X, he's not, you know, focusing on the fact that the shoe is a Nike shoe. It's more on the design, right? And it's a resale item. They're very open about that. It's not coming from the Nike factory. So what do you guys think about that? What do you think? Like, for me, I understand why Nike is doing it. You know, Nike, they have to maintain their image. They are a company that sells to families, to, you know, mothers, fathers, uh, people with children. They don't want to be seen as a company that is endorsing, you know, something that might go against people's personal or religious beliefs. They are trying to, you know, reach the masses. So, of course, they're going to be out here, you know, defending their name. So, I understand the reason for the lawsuit. What I want to know from you guys is do you think the lawsuit is reasonable? Hmm? Is Nike doing too much or are they just trying to protect the brand? Let me know what you think. Hey. Let me know what you think. Hey. Y'all so quiet. Um, that's cool. If you want to, if you want to respond later, if you're rewatching this or you're listening to the podcast and you want to respond, y'all know where to reach me, you know, Instagram, NPL Consulting Firm, Facebook, NPL Consult, uh, my email, NPL Consulting Firm at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Okay. But, um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen between Lil Nas X and Nike. Okay. Moving on to another story. Uh, if you have seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, if you have seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, give me a B in the comments. If you have seen the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, I personally have never seen the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I've seen images from it. Stars Audrey Hepburn. It's a classic, right? Um, well, like many other things, uh, Someone is planning a reboot of Breakfast at Tiffany's, a remake, Paramount Pictures. Um, but here's the problem. The heir for Truman Capote, who was uh, one of the original creators of Breakfast at Tiffany, is suing. Um, Truman Capote's heir is suing Paramount Pictures for $20 million, not because they've remade Breakfast at Tiffany's, He's suing them for $20 million because he said that there is a screenplay that is circulating. It is not in the public. Um, 
And, you know, and he's saying that just, just the mere fact of Paramount Pictures having a screenplay for a reboot of Breakfast at Tiffany's has cost him $20 million. He's saying, you know, we want to make a TV show out of Breakfast at Tiffany's, but Paramount Pictures is out here, you know, blocking our shine. So he wants them to give him $20 million for, uh, for copyright infringement. Uh, because of the fact of this screenplay, because he's saying that they don't even have the right to write the screenplay. So I want to know what you guys think of that. Do you think that the heir of one of the creators of Breakfast at Tiffany, are they entitled to $20 million because someone wrote a screenplay about the remake of Breakfast at Tiffany's? They haven't put it into production. It's just literally written on a piece of paper. What do you think about that? Me, I think it's a money grab. I think uh, Truman Capote's heir, maybe he, you know, squandered the family fortune and is trying to re-up the coffers. Uh, but $20 million for somebody writing a screenplay is ridiculous. This reminds me of the case with Nicki Minaj and Tracy Chapman. Now, now I originally thought Nicki was going to lose that, right? Nicki sampled Tracy Chapman's song and was playing around with it in the studio. And Tracy Chapman tried to sue her, tried to sue her, not just for it playing on the radio, but because she even used her sample. And the judge said, no, we're not going to, you know, charge her with that because that would stifle creativity. So I think this is along the same lines with the Truman Capote air. You can't prevent someone from, you know, exploring with their imagination. You can only really, um, control what they're going to put out into the public, right? So, um... I'm I'm actually rooting for Paramount P- Pictures in this scenario because I think that Truman Capote's heir is being a little, uh, you know, greedy. Okay, guys, uh, where are y'all at? Oh my gosh! All right, so we're gonna have one more break before we go into the final segment of the show. Um, I wanted to have some discussions, but apparently y'all out in these streets. That's okay. Um. uh, If you are tuning in right now, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business, right? Hey, Trista, and you need some legal guidance, hit up your girl. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today. All right? Okay. Moving on to... Our last couple of stories for the evening. Or did I, did I miss one? Okay. If we have time, we'll go back to this one. It's a little confusing. All right. <clears throat> uh, if you have ever been to Utah, please give me a U in the comments. If you have ever been to Utah, please give me a U in the comments. I have never been to Utah. Um, I don't really have an interest in going to the Midwest. It doesn't really call out to me. I like international travel. But, uh, uh, if you didn't know, like I didn't know until today, Utah, the state is known for its arches, like, um, you know, just natural arches that have been made, uh, by, you know, the elements and and wind and water and things like that. Um, their arches, they say that they, they, they date, they age them to about 65 million years old. Um, And Utah wanted to celebrate the fact that they have so many cool arches in the state. So much so that they uh, created a kind of bracket competition 
um, that they were calling Arch Madness. Arch Madness. Trista, what does Arch Madness sound like to you? What does Arch Madness sound like? Okay, so this is a competition where, you know, people in Utah would take all of the arches and kind of break them down into, into pairs, and they would come down to a winner. So when you, and they were calling it Arch Madness. What does Arch Madness sound like to y'all? What does it sound like? Oh, oh, oh. Hey. (laughs) Okay, so if, uh, while you guys get that in, it sounds, yes, thank you, Trista Bradford. It sounds like March Madness, right? So you might think, oh, the NCAA came after um, them for this Arch Madness. Actually, they didn't. Here's what happened. There is um, a basketball conference in Missouri called the Missouri Valley Conference. And they already have a registered trademark for the name Arch Madness for their basketball tournament. Uh, so there, um, so the Utah, uh, the Utah organization that was organizing this bracket competition, they have changed their competition name to the Arch Challenge instead of Arch Madness. Okay, so um, this is why it's important to do a search before you go trying to trademark something or, you know, put it out in the universe. You need to make sure that there's no competition there. I'm sure if they'd done something like a little bit of a Google search, they could have, they would have found Arch Madness somewhere, right? So just word to the wise, if you're ever trying to trademark something or make something unique, make sure you do your trademark search. Check your state uh, registry. Check the test trademark search website on USPTO.gov and just do a Google search, okay? All right, so that is that. Uh, moving on to our last story of the evening. So a while ago, I told you guys that Bob Dylan sold his music catalog, his entire, he sold most of the rights to his music catalogs to Universal Music. Um, he sold it for a total of $300 million, not a bad payday. Remember, we said that a lot of these artists, they are selling their catalogs now because since we've been quarantined, they haven't been able to tour, so they can't really make their money, so they're selling, you know, the rights to their catalogs. Um, Well, uh, one of Bob Dylan's uh, old writing buddies, or at least his widow, thinks that she is entitled to a piece of that $300 million payday. Um, She... uh, They didn't put the name of the writer, but his widow says that she deserves $7.25 million of that $300 million from Bob Dylan's catalog sale. Here's the problem. Um, When Bob Dylan worked with her husband, it was a work-for-hire situation, right? So it wasn't like, you know, he's a credited writer and he gets royalties. It was, hey, I'm going to pay you such and such amount of money to help me write this song and then you go away, right? So the, the, the artist has already been paid his money way down the line from whenever, uh, Bob Dylan wrote, uh, Bob Dylan and he wrote this song, right? So he got his money, but now the widow is trying to come back and say, oh, you selling the rights to these songs? Well, I want a piece of that too. And, uh, the court was like, girl, what are you talking about? You had, a, your husband had a contract. It was a work for hire. No, you can't come back and double dip in the money that Bob Dylan made, all right? So, 
she is going to have to go in her corner. <laughs> Just to say Dennis goodbye. Yes, Dennis, exactly. If you ever hire somebody for a work for hire, right? So let's say, just said bye girl bye let's say i hire you to draw something for me right because i don't know how to draw and we have an agreement that says you know you draw you draw this for me i own it and i'm going to pay you to draw this and then go away and i retain all the rights to this creation if i then take this creation and I, you know, do something with it that makes me millions and millions of dollars, you, the designer, cannot then come back to me and say that you are entitled to a piece of, you know, the millions and millions that I'm making because I already paid you. We had an agreement that this was a one-time thing. We are not partners in this thing, boo. So you got to go. So that's exactly what happened with, uh, with the widow. And Bob Dylan's estate was like, girl... We paid your husband how many years ago? Go mind your business. We don't owe you anything. So uh, Bob Dylan's estate is safe, okay? All right. So those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Um, thanks, Trista and Tanya and DG99 Elohim and Johnny Guiena for, Johanny Guiena for uh, popping in. Apparently y'all out here with your vaccines. Y'all hitting the streets. It's okay. I got my first vaccine test today. You know, my arm's a little sore. Um, but yeah, those are the stories that I wanted to share with you. We will be back tomorrow with more stories. We do not have a show on Wednesday. Remember that I'm going on vacation starting on Wednesday to next Tuesday. So we don't have a show on Wednesday and we will not have a show next week. So we only have a show today and Tuesday. All right. And I'll be back the week after. But um, I want you guys to take care of yourselves. We'll be back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you find any stories that you want me to talk about, please, please send them to me. You know I love when you send me stories. Book your one on actually no, you can't book your one on one um your one on one sessions for after my vacation. My calendar's already blocked off. Um, there's still time for you to get your 15 minute discovery calls in tomorrow. I will not be taking any calls. Uh, during my vacation, I'm really taking time to disconnect, uh, but take care of yourselves, stay healthy, and I will talk to you tomorrow, okay? Bye.